from us being in the world of entertainment and just knowing kind of the producers on these sets, they want you to be irritable because you're more likely to like say things out of character. Maybe they're pushing the lines a little bit, but it's better when it's messy. What's up, you guys? I'm Rachel Mita, and welcome to the Courtside Club, where we give you a courtside view of everything that's going on in the world of sports and entertainment. I am actually on the road right now. I'm I'm on a nine-day road trip for a show that I'm filming with DraftKings, um, and I just got to Charlotte today. Before this, we were in Memphis. Just got to Charlotte today. Just pretty much got off the plane, but wanted to get an episode out there for you guys. We are actually filming this on Saturday, right before the championship game for the NBA end season tournament. So if something crazy happens tonight, I might bop in here in a different outfit on a different day to kind of give you guys my thoughts and uh, like my thoughts about the NBA end season tournament. But this is my only off day for this show that I'm filming, and so... We have a little bit of a different setup. One thing, though, I did want to talk about the in-season tournament. Uh, it, I think it surprised so many people with how popular it ended up being. Players were super into it, which if you guys remember, I called out in the beginning. I was like, I'm actually not sure if the players are going to care that much about this thing. But we saw from the jump like how chippy it was getting on the court, how intense everybody was playing. And so now, obviously, we have Lakers and the Pacers in the final, <laughs> there was one clip that I was dying laughing. It was D'Angelo Russell talking about what he could do with the $500,000 if he won it. He basically talked about how it could pay for his next two summer vacations and maybe even his all-star break. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, let's let's, let's watch this really quick, It's not his maybe. fault that economic inequality is a thing, you know? <laughs> Listen to this. Obviously, the evolution of the game has forced a lot of money to be at stake. So, you know, get an opportunity to, to pay for your summer and winnings, pay for your all-star break. So you could even pay for the next two summers with these with this amount of money that, that's at, at stake. So anybody, I, I don't know. I, I couldn't even name anybody. I just think I just think players back then um, the pay was different. So to have the opportunity to make a little more money in this environment, I think it'll it'll raise this level of play up for sure. The comments also were killing me. So, someone commented like, "What type of vacation these folks be going on?" <laughs> and then <laughs> the comment right after that was like, "Millionaires built different." <laughs> someone said, "Yo, I need to get a thirty-day practice contract." I need a one game contract for tomorrow and I'm good. Even the second place team get like 200K, which it honestly is wild. Like with $500,000, you could do so many things. Like the first thing that would come to my mind would not be, oh, I have two vacations, possibly three <laughs> that would be covered. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's NBA players for you. But speaking of athletes making a shit ton of money, it just news just broke today that Shohei Otani, a 
an MLB player, just signed a 10-year, $700 million contract with the LA Dodgers. So my friend Buster, he's like super into collectibles and and kind of nerdy when it comes to these kind of things and, and also a huge sports fan. He did the numbers for all of us so we can break down how much money that actually means. So that is $70 million a year. $5.83 million a month, $1.45 million a week, $207,000 a day, $8,630 an hour, $143 a minute, and $2.39 a second. And every second for the next 10 years playing or not. So these MLB contracts are fully guaranteed. And this doesn't even include like brand deals and other things that he could do off the field. So that's wild. Imagine getting $8,630 an hour for the next 10 years of your life just to live. Just, I mean, he could, he, he could go walk out of his front door, fall down the stairs, break his ankle and never play baseball again. And he would still get that money. It's true. Though insane, I mean to to be, and I'm not wishing that on anyone. I hope he gets to play all ten years. I'm just saying, like the the guaranteed contracts in some of these sports are are wild. They're wild. There's a very very solid case to be made that he's the greatest baseball player in history. Like people are kind of just like admitting it now. Like oh yeah, he's he's the greatest baseball player ever. Like yeah, he just is. I mean this if if the salary counts, it proves it. Yeah. My question for the MLB and for baseball is where in the world does this money come from? Because people are not filling up baseball stadiums every single game. It's true. But baseball like, is I feel international. Like, you know? So how are they making the money international, though, when it is an American league? Merchandise huh? merchandise, and stuff. Maybe. And like international TV rights. Like there's, that's the thing. That's why like, the NFL would like love to be popular in other countries but like hasn't done that yet. Um, but like, do so you think that huge. the MLB brings in more revenue than the NFL globally? That's a good like, question. I can Google it. Because I would say no way. I I know that the uh, if you look at like most valuable franchises in, across any sport, the Yankees, I believe, as as of last time I checked, this was a few years ago, but it was like it was like Real Madrid was number one, and then the New York Yankees was the second most like valuable franchise, and and it's partly because. New York Yankees as a brand, like Yankee uh-huh. hats, sell in like every country. Yeah, in the world, yeah, yeah. Right? A lot of people wear those. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, if that's one sport you want to go pro in, like if you're a kid thinking about, oh, what sport do I want to go pro in, or you're a parent, put your kid in baseball. Like if you're good enough to make it to the MLB and make that kind of money, and you you're standing around half the time when you're playing baseball, it's a no contact sport. Yeah. You uh, just hang. Uh, it's a lot of games. It's a lot of like dedication, but good lord, that's a lot of money. But good for him. He also will probably have his summer vacations covered with this contract that he just signed. So I want to do a little update here on the Josh Giddy situation since I did touch on it a couple episodes ago. So Maliki Andrews asked Adam Silver about it and kind of why the NBA hasn't gotten involved. Obviously, there are allegations against Josh Giddy that he had a relationship with an underage girl and the police got involved. The police were actually, um, they shared a document on 
Twitter and publicly saying that if anybody had any information about this alleged relationship, then to come forward to them because there were reports that the girl and her family were not cooperating with police when they were trying to get this information. So it has been somewhat of a big deal, and I've been outspoken about it in the sense that I feel like the media wasn't covering this and wasn't really talking about it, where it ha- whereas there has been situations with other players around the league where there has been like only allegations and the media was all over it. And so I am standing here today on my podcast saying that I'm not accusing anyone of anything, but I have thought it was a little bit strange how far away the media stayed from this instance in particular and these allegations in particular, especially when there's a police investigation involved. And especially when Josh Giddy is traveling to all of these different cities and being booed every single time that he touches the ball. And so I think that in itself is something that could be covered because this is clearly, whether it's an internet rumor, whether the allegations are true, it has bled through and has gotten to the, the fans of the NBA. Um, and so I guess I'm glad at this point doesn't seem like there's any there's not not any big updates, but I am glad that the media is stepping up and at least sharing the information that we have because it's too big of an elephant in the room to kind of ignore. And I do want to make this very clear once again, as I've said on my TikTok, because you guys were coming from my throat on my TikTok when I reported to you what information that we have. I simply reported to you the facts of what we have about this situation. And you guys all said, or not all, but most of you said that I was accusing Josh and I wanted to see his downfall. That's entirely not true. I've actually interviewed Josh Giddy before, and he was a lovely person to interview, a great basketball player. He was very nice and respectful. I do not know what he does in his personal life, but to say that I am praying for someone's downfall of someone that I don't know or I don't know all the information is entirely false. So I hope that I can nip that in the bud right now. So if you guys want the media to do better by not accusing people, you should also do better in my comments by not accusing me of something that I definitely, definitely did not do. So with all that, I want to take a look at this video and see what Adam Silver said about the situation because it's the first time he's actually spoken about it. Josh Giddy, he's currently being investigated by both the NBA, the league, and the Newport Beach police uh, for an alleged improper relationship with an underage girl. I wanted to ask you where that investigation stands and why the decision was made that he could continue to play for OKC while both of those investigations were going on. I I think if you look back, I, I, I can't think of many circumstances where we've suspended a player based on an allegation alone. And in this case, so we have an allegation, and then you have a police investigation and a parallel league investigation. I'd always also add that where there is a criminal investigation, we take a back seat. And so you have an allegation, you have an ongoing criminal investigation, that impacts how the players and the player association can work with us because of course the player needs to protect his rights. So I'm not gonna say never ever, but I think this is the path we've consistently followed in the path. There's, a, there's an ongoing criminal investigation, Newport police, police opened up that investigation, notified us, we then take a back seat. And that's where things currently stand. So I, I'm a fan of Adam Silver's, and I actually don't have anything negative to say about what, what he said in this instance. I thought it was a great answer, and it makes perfect sense. There was a lot of people in the comments who were kind of comparing this situation to maybe like a John Moran saying like, well, you suspended John Moran immediately. And I think in that instance, it's because you actually did have – 
evidence of him, you know, waving around what seemed to be a gun. And it was more of an NBA policy that he was breaking and not a law that he was breaking. And I know a lot of people will argue that as well. I'm not here to jump in and and tell you guys what how many games or how much or little of a punishment I think John Morant should have had but I do think that these two situations are different I think he answered the the question properly it makes sense to me I just hope that moving forward it stays consistent in the way that the NBA does handle if a certain scandal comes up and at this point we'll just have to see how everything pans out I would hope that all of us hope that these allegations are not true um, for the pure fact of we don't want a situation like that to ever be happening. Um, but we will just have to see. Moving on to something a little lighter, pun intended, or maybe a little heavier. I don't know. The Pelicans are asking Zion to get in shape, but he won't listen. This is what a report is saying. And if you guys remember, there was actually a clause in Zion's contract that he signed a couple years ago that if he were to get to, was it 295, then that would be a break in his contract. And so I guess reports are also saying now that he's around the 270 something mark. So it's getting close. There was another slide where his his former trainer posted this report with these quotes in his story saying something like with with like some sort of emoji hands being like hey told you so I think this is kind of I mean I don't know I'm not there I just think it was a funny report (laughs) we've seen Zion's weight kind of fluctuate and maybe he's not living up to the potential that a lot of people were expecting but for that headline to come out, I just had to touch on it. And I feel like Charles Barkley will say something like stay off the barbecue chicken or something. I do think, though, if he was dropping like 40 and 15 a night, then yeah, then yeah. it would be, you know, 300 Zion or something like Zion 300. Like that mm-hmm. would be his new nickname or something. <laughs> but since he's not, <laughs> I don't know. I just I wanted to lighten the mood a little bit. And I thought this was kind of funny. I do. I do think, though for longevity in your career and we saw people like LeBron and Melo do this losing weight and staying really fit and light on your feet is much better if you want to stay away from injuries and obviously just treating your body well I don't know what's going on in Zion's life personal life I don't I don't know what his diet is like but for your team to put you on blast and just be like he won't listen and then your trainer to come out I don't know maybe maybe he he is just eating too much and not working out enough well if you want to start feeling healthier in your everyday life then step into a world of natural wellness and caribbean flavors with mavi artisanal tea the embodiment of plant power and hydration take a sip join the movement and embrace a healthier you visit mobbytea.com or your local sprouts farmers market now to experience the taste of the caribbean and every revitalizing blend Shout out, Mobby. Should we go into halftime? So recently, it was a, it was actually a, a pretty epic collaboration during the NBA in-season tournament, the Final Four. They bought, brought the TNT and ESPN broadcast together. So it was Shaq, Kenny, Ernie, and Charles Barkley. 
paired up with Stephen A. Smith, and they did a little game of who we play for. So if you guys aren't familiar, Charles Barkley has done this game multiple times because Charles Barkley is that one guy on that panel who doesn't seem to know anything about the NBA players, but he knows how to talk hoops. So it's really funny. So they actually turned the tables and, and listed off some guys for Stephen A. and asked Stephen A. if he knew who these NBA players played for. So we can watch a couple of these here now. Manny, so you can just get the gist, but it was pretty damn funny. How many you gonna get out of uh, out of five? Stephen A gonna two. get Stephen A gonna get three. Oh, All right, y'all. Pressure's on. Here it is. Here it is. Pressure's on. Player number one, oh, Ish Smith. Oh, oh damn. Okay, Stephen A Smith. Know where he was last Ish year? Smith. Who I he know where he was last who year. Who he played for? What the hell is he? Detroit now? Uh, let's see. I was thinking of Wizard. Oh, I don't even know who that is. Oh for one, like Shaq at the free throw line. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm getting them. I'm getting them wrong. Let's I'm getting them wrong. This is not good for me. Number two, Hell no, Damian I don't Jones. Oh, Damian Come on, y'all giving them tougher ones than I. Yeah, that, oh, exactly. Come on. I ain't think about no damn Come Damian Jones. These are tougher than Chuck. Oh, yes, they my are. Lord. Yes, they are. Chuck, help me. Don't you're on for the wrong guy. Nah, this is tougher. Charlotte Hornets. Can we just have a warning? I was gonna say Brooklyn. So for today's halftime, I would love to play a little rat edition of who we play for. So I know you guys have some. By the way, I feel like that panel of like Chuck, Kenny, Shaq and Ernie would be the only guys who besides like Shannon Sharp could like really give it to Stephen A. You know what I mean? Yeah. Stephen A needs a little bit more of that. Like he's not challenged very often. You know what I mean? That is true. In a weird way, it made him it like made him more likable. Actually, it made him so much more likable because yeah. he couldn't he couldn't be like he he can't body those guys. I'm no, sorry, you're not, not going to body the TNT guys. Yeah, no but yeah. I feel like there could be some real discussions that could be had where he would have to maybe pull it back a little bit. Yeah. So I was into it. I would like to see more. But yeah, That's let's true. let's do this let's do this rad gate rad edition of who we play for. All right, we don't have that cool music though. Now we'll draw. Do, 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 do. Right. I think that's, that's Ernie's Ooh, music. Play four. Okay. All right. Here we go. Uh, we're starting with Quentin Grimes. So I know of that player. Houston? No. He Wait. Plays, oh. oh, Charlotte. Incorrect. He plays for the New Damn York it. Knicks now. Oh. Did he play for either of those teams before? You know, I'm not sure. But I know he he just started playing for the next this season. Shit. Um, okay. Yeah. Fine. All right. Uh, oh for one. Oh for one. <laughs> this might be a goose egg <laughs> game for me. <laughs> All right. Next up, Cam Reddish. Oh, I covered his games in high school. Oh wow. Yeah. Which. Where does he play now? You wouldn't give me Knicks twice, because he used to play there. I'll give you a hint that that no team. Is repeated twice. Okay. Didn't he used to play there, though? I think he did. Yes. Okay. Yes. Because I no think longer. he's. Because I think he's a. Uh, he's a Drew Hanlon's guy too. Indiana. <laughs> he currently plays for the Los Angeles Lakers. What? Cam Hold on. Hold on a sec. Let yeah. me make sure I'm thinking of the right guy. Cam Reddish. You probably are. It's a very distinct name. Yes, okay, so I definitely covered this guy's high school games. He played for the Knicks. Okay, thank you. I know I'm not losing it. All right, fine. And then briefly the Trailblazers and now the Lakers. 
Okay. All right. Well, that's Let's like keep a, it going. Yeah. Oh, for two. <laughs> <laughs> but I almost got it. Isaac Okoro. Oh, I've interviewed him before. <laughs> Houston. No, I'm sorry. He is. No, wait. I know this guy, though, because he was like a rising. He's a younger guy as well. Yes. Because I interviewed him, I believe, for the Rising Stars game. I think that's where I did. Oh, yeah. Or when he was in. God damn it. I've interviewed a lot of people. Where does he play for? Who does he play for? The hint is that this is, you know, I, I was thinking of you for this one. Oh, he plays for the Cavs? That's correct. Yes, he plays for the Cavs. Okay. Oh, for three. We got two more left. <laughs> two more. Come on. All right. James Wiseman. Well, that's not nice because he used to be on the Cavs. That's right. Where is now he he's at? not. Who he play for? Fuck. He did, he did used to, he was like doing things on the Cavs. Like that's where he was, made his first little name for himself. Can you count, tell me if it's East or West Coast team? It's East. It's a city that you've discussed recently. In your Detroit. That's correct. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. One with a couple hits. <laughs> so we basically just went three hours away. We just went across the border pretty much. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. I, I got I got like a couple more NBA guys, but I also had like a bonus round where it's, where it's just not NBA and it's just other things in the world. All right. So do you want to keep the NBA one going or switch to the other round? Well, let's try the other round. Okay. We'll do four and four. <laughs> Bo- bonus round. Since NBA one's going nowhere. Hey, I'm right up there with Stephen A. and, and Charles. You are. I actually yeah. might be better. You're just as good. Yeah, as Stephen A. All right, bonus Put me round. on ESPN. Since in the last episode you revealed your lack of movie knowledge. Oh, yeah. All right. Bonus round. They're all different categories. It's not all movie related, but this first one's movie related. Okay. Um, what he direct, Martin Scorsese. You're joking. Can you name any Martin Scorsese film? No. Not one? He sounds like a symphony orchestra director. (laughs) Scorsese? No. Squid Game? No, not Squid Game. Um, We we would have accepted... Saving Private Ryan? That's Steven Spielberg. I don't know. (laughs) No clue. All right. We would have accepted Goodfellas or Taxi Driver or Raging Bull or lots of other things. Um, But... I've Moving never seen on. one of those. All right. What what she prime minister of? Elizabeth <laughs> Bourne. Elizabeth Bourne? Elizabeth Bourne. What she prime minister of? Not Canada. No. That's true. Okay. <laughs> well, but I know there's does, a prime minister in Canada. But that's kind of a good direction actually because of her name. Her name is B O R N E. And you might see a name like that in Canada, in certain parts of Canada. France. Yes, good job. Elizabeth Bourne, Prime Minister yeah. of France. Yeah. Look at you. <laughs> Thanks okay. for the hint. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I just know the people <laughs> speak French there. <laughs> we're on the same team here. Um, okay. Um, what he invent? James Naismith. Oh, oh, come on. Basketball. Basketball. There you go. If I didn't get that, I should be kicked out of the courtside club. Yes. Uh, that would good, not be good. Good, good job. You, you know Dr. James Naismith. Um, <laughs> all right, last one of the bonus round. 
what she discover? Rosalind Franklin. Can you tell me if, if she discovered a person, place, or thing? Uh, she discovered a thing. This is a this is to give shout out to the female scientists out there. Right. So she it's not it's not gravity. Nope. Okay. It's something <laughs> that's inside of all of us. A, a human cell. Sort of. DNA. Oh. The double helix DNA. Interesting. Yeah. Shout out to Rosalind Franklin. Shout out Rosalind. Yeah. She didn't get a lot of credit. Her, the credit for yeah. it was stolen by some dudes back in the day. But these days oh. we recognize her. Yeah. Good to know. The more yeah. you know. The more you know. Good All job, right. Rachel. You got Thanks. a few points. And you I know. was three for eight. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad at all. Now it's time to spill the tea presented by Mobby Tea. I am so upset right now because I was traveling. And like I told you guys, I pretty much went straight from the airport to this chair right here, plugged in my mic, and I'm now filming this episode. I don't have any Mobby Tea with me right now. I'm going to go to Sprouts later. I'm going to order it on Instacart, but make sure that you guys check out Mobby Tea either online or in your local Sprouts farmer's market. But we're still going to spill the tea whether we have the tea here or not. So... Manny, have you watched the new Squid Game, the challenge show on Netflix? I have not, but I'm aware of it. People are always talking are about you, it. Are you going to watch it? No. Okay, no, you're not no going to. to spoil it for me. Yeah. So I'm thinking, uh, what do we do here? Do we spoil it? Do I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try, actually, I'm going to try not to spoil who the winner is. But there were so many details. So the, the challenge is now over. All the episodes have aired. The winner won and was announced. And since then, there has been so much tea that has been spilled. And I think that's one thing that's amazing about this TikTok era is that so many people are just so openly sharing <laughs> stories. And I don't know what their contracts looked like with Netflix, but people are spilling the tea. And so so basically what they did for this Squid Game the Challenge if you haven't watched is they pretty much recreated the original Squid Game and they did it as a reality show. Obviously you don't die. They use little like ink packet things that made it seem like they were dying. So if you would lose in a challenge, it would kind of go off and then the people would be dramatic and fall on the ground, but there was one winner and this one winner would win 4.56 million dollars. I feel like it's probably the biggest prize that has ever been given away on a reality TV show. And it was pretty intense. The living conditions were very similar to the living conditions in the original Squid Game, the scripted series that was on Netflix. So they were kind of living in these these little bunk beds in this huge warehouse together. And a lot of the contestants are sharing some of the things that happened. One of the things that was kind of crazy that was happening is I guess you weren't really allowed to bring a lot of your own belongings onto set and you were provided clothes and you were able to shower. But one thing that they didn't have is they didn't have chapstick. And I guess it was also pretty cold in this warehouse where they were staying. And so the contestants were literally had the most chapped lips, but they did have condoms on set. And so one of the contestants bright idea 
would be to use the lube that was inside of the condom as chapstick. And so for a few days on set until crew finally gave them chapstick because they were tired of them freaking using condoms on their lips, they were using that. I fell victim to using the condom lube. We had no chapstick. We didn't get chapstick until kind of later on whenever everybody realized that their lips were actually getting chapped. So they had condoms in the bathroom. Somebody had the great idea of saying like the lube inside, you can also just use as um, like Vaseline or lubricant for your lip. And I was like, uh, I don't, I don't really know. If, I don't really know if I want to do that. And then probably about three or four days later, my lips were getting so bad that I was like, all right, I have to go. I have to go try something. So quick tip to anybody out there. If your lips are ever chapped and you have no chapstick, but you have a condom, you can just use the lube on the inside of the condom and you'll be fine. That's so wild to me. I don't know if I, I, I am somebody who's very addicted to chapstick or some sort of whatever. I don't know what would get me to that point of using a condom. Like that seems really disgusting, but that was just one of the things I guess they had to do. And if you're in those conditions where you really care about winning $4.56 million, I think you'll do whatever you need to do just to make sure you don't have to leave the show. But some of the contestants were also claiming that the um, just the living situations and kind of the stress and the conditions that, that they were in during some of these challenges were inhumane in a sense. So I want to read one of the reports that they talked about where specifically in the game Red Light Green Light, if you remember from the original Squid Game, it's where that big doll and it's just a child, a, a child game of Red Light Green Light. Obviously, in the show, you're getting killed. Here, you're just getting eliminated. But contestants were coming out and saying that while the show makes it seem as if the entire contest just lasted five minutes, the sequence was actually shot over the course of several hours during freezing winter conditions. One report claimed that temperatures dropped to 27 degrees Fahrenheit. One of the contestants said it was like a war zone. They said people were getting carried out by medics, but we couldn't say anything. If you talk, then you're out. And I did hear a bunch of people on TikTok saying that the red light, green light, as if we only saw it as being like one episode, they said when you had to freeze for red light, green light, you had to stay frozen for anywhere from like 15 to 40 minutes. Wow. And the entire red light, green light took about six hours to eight hours to film that whole game and so some of the people who were just falling out was because like their legs were shaking like they really couldn't stand up any longer but a part of me was like maybe that was a good test to be the first game you know because all the rest of the challenges weren't very physical at all so maybe that was kind of a way to like weed out the weak minded and the physically weak because you I don't know they might not have survived just those living conditions and you know having to use condoms as chapstick yeah, <laughs> I'm with you. P people are soft. Comparing that to a war zone, like let's be real, it's not a war zone. It's a game show. It's a game show you that know? you can quit at any time. <laughs> yeah. You can you, quit you at can any wait. time. Exactly. Yeah. Your life's not in danger. You're, no one's forcing you to be there. You're being there because you want to be on TV and you want to win money. Right. Like, okay. You had to. You felt a little bit uncomfortable. Boohoo. Right. And it's also from from us being in the world of entertainment and just knowing kind of the producers on these sets, me, myself, even being part of like what we talked about a couple weeks ago, um, that reality beauty series that I was in. These producers will will do things 
to put you in a mindset that isn't how you would normally act. Like they want you to be hungry. They want you to be tired. They want you to be irritable because at the end of the day, if you are those things, you're more likely to like say things out of character, which creates more drama, which creates better television. Like at the end of the day, you don't want everybody being nice to one another. And so some of these things like, you know, maybe they're pushing the lines a little bit, but you watch reality shows as well. It's better when it's messy. (laughs) It just is. So you have to be ready. I think you have to be ready for that. If you ever decide to do a reality show, I don't care how wholesome of the reality show it is. There's going to be some sussy stuff that the producers are going to devise up to get something that they want or to get some drama. One of the, um, uh, the lawyers of one of these contestants said that contestants thought that they were taking part in something fun and those injured did not expect to suffer as they did. Now they have been left with injuries after spending time being stuck in painful, stressful positions in cold temperatures. One client described seeing someone faint, then others shouting for medics. We have a case where someone complains of hypothermia. One had his hands turned purple from the cold. Such injuries can have very serious long-term health implications. One of our clients complains of being given ill fit in clothing despite the cold conditions this is this is so like 2023 because if you think back to like biggest loser days and all the shit that came out after that where it was actually like a little bit abusive some of the things that they would do or like think back to survivor days or the real world mtv challenge those are some shows that probably did some really grimy slimy things this to me seems mild and I think that, like, especially in the early days of reality TV, when people didn't like quite get it yet, yeah. I can understand people being more upset because it, it's like, let's say you went on some show. In some sense, it is actually fair to say that, like, maybe you didn't realize it was going to ruin your like public reputation, like forever. Like True. in terms, of, like depending on how the show was edited, and you you come out looking like the asshole or or whatever, and so, and then like now you're just known as that publicly forever, and maybe it makes it hard to get jobs or who knows what. Right. But but like in 2024, it's about to be like we all know what reality TV is like. Don't go on it if you're worried about your reputation. Right. Just don't like. Yeah. Or if you're worried about getting injured, like the you yeah. go on these things. If you care that much about the money, you're going to do what you need to do. And but I think that's also something with social media, like you can turn your narrative whether you want to or not. And there's been plenty of reality stars who have dove in head first into that villain role that they were painted on reality tv and made themselves famous off of it so whether it was how they edited it or not most of these contestants were super unlikable like very unlikable people and so i kind of wanted there to be some arcs where there was a little bit more of a hero arc and they did that in a couple spots but it was entertaining and it, it seemed like something where you think about what you would do in these situations. But one other thing that I did think was interesting. So the winner of this game, so they finished filming in February. This winner, I'm not going to spoil it, claims that they have not been paid yet. And they finished wow. filming in February. And this, this winner claims that they haven't seen any of that money yet. I wonder what the deal is there. I mean, I, I will say having some experience producing shows like when you do things that have prizes that's always a big consideration right it's like oh like the the show is this budget but if the prize is four million dollars like that could be and the show was six million to produce like the prize is a huge chunk of the budget it's 40 percent of the budget 
Right. And and so that's a lot. And then sometimes shows go over budget when you're producing them. And so you're like eating into fees and this and that. And I can imagine some situation where like maybe the producers of the show, like I don't want to like make any claims, right? But like who knows? Maybe, yeah. maybe there's some situation where like they didn't they don't have it, right? Which they could they could have also been maybe waiting till it aired to like because it would make more money then like maybe this person will get the money now that it's aired definitely interesting i would recommend it if you have watched squid games the original definitely watch the original before you watch the challenge though 10 for 10 the original i'm gonna give the challenge like a 6.5 out of 10 but maybe season kill people (laughs) <laughs> yeah exactly Got the stakes it, yeah. were so low oh one uh, one one more tea that i wanted to spell that i actually didn't put in my notes but i was watching it on tiktok today so do you remember in the original squid game where it's that glass floor bridge i have not seen squid game i'm sorry wait i thought you'd yeah. seen squid oh no, okay well it. that's what okay do you have to do that i'll watch the godfather if you go watch squid game all right that's that's a solid deal okay deal okay what really <laughs> yeah really it's so you'll actually really enjoy it. You will. I'm sure I will. It's good. No, it's yeah. good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, so that's what you have to do. You have to do that. So, wow, I'm just explaining all of this and you're just like, well, I don't know what you're talking I, about. I know about it. I, I know the premise, you know? Yeah. Okay. So there's that game where it's a glass floor bridge and you have to pick the right panel. And if you don't, then you fall through. So there was a lot of controversy that came up during that game and the tables definitely turn on one player in particularly. I feel like the general public hates her because of her strategy like through this this glass bridge. But what I found out from the contestants is that you would see them jump on and then there would be a pause and then they'd fall through because it wasn't actual glass breaking for this one. It was just kind of a, a door that opened. But I was wondering the whole time I was watching, I was like, why aren't they yelling? Because I would imagine me, like, you'd be startled if, if all of a sudden you're falling, right? And they were not screaming. The people who were still on the platform would be like, oh, or they, they would be dramatic. But the actual person who was falling wasn't saying anything. And come to find out, they would jump on the platform. And then I'm not sure how they knew if it was right or wrong. But I guess production would basically tell them, like, you're eliminated or you're staying. Yeah. They would get off the platform. A stunt double would come in and they would drop through. Wow. So they actually did not drop the actual contestants, which probably, you know, maybe. In, I guess they were dropping on, like, a big airbag or, or something. Yeah. Um, maybe just in case so that these contestants, you know, would not get injured. I thought that was interesting. Although I'd probably be that person to be like, can I fall through? (laughs) Like, will you drop me? (laughs) Like, this looks fun. (laughs) Although I do want to do reality TV at some point. Like, I just want to do something. What show would you do? I used used to really want to do The Circle on Netflix. And I, I think I actually told you guys about this. I was in the final casting process for The Circle Come to find out, my good friend Krissa Ace was casted in the season that I was supposed to be on, which makes total sense. First of all, she's better for reality TV than I am because she's just so animated and interesting. But two basketball girls on a season of The Circle wouldn't make sense at all. Yeah. So, but that was crazy that I found out that she was on it. Since then, I don't want to be on The Circle anymore because season one was like peak The Circle. And then I think it's gone really downhill since then. I would definitely want to do something physical. Yeah, like Survivor or something? 
the survivor i just can't eat anything i'm not eating stuff oh, yeah. you You're know what eating. i mean yeah yeah i would be on kardashians Okay. I'd, I'd be Courtney's new uh, boyfriend for that, for one season. She's married now. What the hell? It hasn't stopped her before. You know. What has it? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just Has talking. It not stopped her. Before? <laughs> Wait uh, a second. I'm, I'm just saying whatever I want to say. Um, oh, so we have I, a crush I, on I, Courtney. I stand so by. Funny. I stand by my choice. Sick. Okay. Well, I'll have to think about it, but I feel like it would be something. Something like physical and strat. No, you know what I would be. You know what I would be on, and I wouldn't probably be allowed to be on it because I'm not Korean. But I would be on the Devil's Plan. Devil's Plan is uh, so I, good. I haven't watched it yet, but I've been hearing that it's really good. It's okay, like that's smart, quality. It's like smart games, and you actually have to yes. strategize. Yeah, yes, 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 yeah. yes. It's like it's like logical thinking. If there mm. was if there was an escape room reality TV show which I heard rumblings that there might be something, I would be on that. Yeah. I mean, I feel I, like a I, lot of people have tried to make those kind of shows, and for some reason they don't air that, or something. That's like a whole thing that, like, a lot of people have pitched escape room shows, and for some reason, like, nobody's going for it. Like, nobody thinks it quite works. But maybe... The mole. Yeah. The mole. I would be on the mole. Have you seen yeah. the mole? The, no. the they, they did a new version of the mole. Oh. That would be a good one, and I want to be the mole. I promise you, I could fool all of you. You would never guess. I would be a great mole. I, and that's I, like I kind of it. physical and strategy and brain mm -hmm. games and all the things. We figured it out. I will be on the mole. That would be my game of choice. All right, guys. For buzzer beaters this week, we are going to throw it back to an OG Courtside Club game. Would you rather? Simple and easy when I'm on the road and my braid is fried from filming for 12 hours a day. <laughs> All right. Well, well, let's have some fun with this. Let's do would it. Would you rather, Rachel, okay. would you rather have the ability to see 10 minutes into the future or 150 years into the future? 10 minutes, for sure. Selfishly. Yeah. Because yeah, 150 years in the future, I'm already going to be in heaven. I'll already see it. You know? <laughs> I'll already see it. 10 minutes, okay, okay. 10 minutes, fun. put me on Squid Game, the challenge, and I'm walking home with that $4.56 million. Easy money. That's Game true. over. That's true. Game all the way over. Or you that's just a, do a, that's lot a of cheat bets. code. Here, Facts. I, could do that too. No, nobody asked me, but <laughs> I, would, I would choose 150 years because you could steal the technology and stuff from the future and the science, and then you, then you know it all. And it's like, oh, yeah, look, here, I just invented this thing that's from 100 years from now. And everyone's like, whoa. And you could also ruin the world because you would change the course of history and time. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So but that's that. a good thought, too. All right. Would you rather be forced to sing along to every song you hear or forced to dance to every song you hear? I'm going to say I'm so I'm horrible at both. <laughs> Let's put that out there. But I'm going to say sing along to every song that I hear. Actually, no, wait a wait a goddamn minute. Because there are certain words that I cannot say. That are in songs. Uh, so singing true. along might get me into some real trouble. So I'm going to say dance along to every song. <laughs> All right. That, that's. 
Honestly, like... Because I was thinking, I was like, oh, like, you know, fun, the Christmas songs, isn't that when you're in Macy's? And I'm like, oh, rap songs, I'd have to sing really fast. I'm like, wait a second. So, yeah, I would just I would just have to bust out my best dance moves. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> I was thinking it's like, it's like less disruptive in certain situations where, like, you'd... You know what I mean? Like you shouldn't yeah. be singing along. But if you're just, like, dancing a bit, it's not a big True. issue. True. You know? Yeah, like at a funeral and they're playing a song and you just bust <laughs> yeah. out singing. You just start singing the Ave Maria also. Yeah. That's... Actually, dancing might be inappropriate at a funeral also. That is true. Dang. All right. Well, well it's, a, it's a lose-lose situation, so pick your poison. All right. Here, here's one that... All right. Would you rather be chronically underdressed or chronic, chronically overdressed? <laughs> Okay, so the professional side of me says over, but no way under because it's way more comfortable. I think at the end of the day, you're just more comfortable. You might not be able to get into all the restaurants and different things, and you might be being disrespectful at someone's wedding or funeral, but do I want to live in pain or do I want to live in comfort? My answer is comfort, (laughs) so I'll take my sweatpants. (laughs) I feel like maybe it is a little different for for ladies. It's way different for girls. Yeah, because there's heels. Like, my my mind immediately goes to heels. Am I going to be wearing heels on a 20-hour hike in Machu Picchu? No. No, no. I'm going to be wearing probably sandals because that would be underdressed. (laughs) But those would be better than heels, you know? (laughs) Yeah, that's true. But guys can get away with it easier. Like, it's like like Adam Sandler, you know? Mark Zuckerberg. Like Justin Bieber. <laughs> yeah. If you're a dude and it's just like, oh, he's like, I'm wearing like uh, hoodies, a hoodie and sweatpants or something. No matter for sure. what. It's kind of yeah. like, okay. But for a girl, especially like a fashionable girl on camera, that's like tougher. But you made your choice. Yeah. You can always glam it up. Hair and makeup looks good. It'll make any outfit look good. So. Word. All right. Last one. Last one. Would you rather buy 10 things you don't need every time you go shopping or... Always forget the one thing that you need when you go to the store. That's such a hard one for me because I'm an anti-hoarder. Like, I'm all, like always cleaning out things. So, like, I, I don't like wasting. I don't like wasting at all. So, like, buying 10 extra things would not be for me. But forgetting the one thing you need is really inconvenient. So, I have to buy the 10 things. And maybe I just return them. <laughs> There you go. But when you, I go you, back. <laughs> but you buy 10 more things when you return. True. Oh, maybe I send them in. Maybe I take them to FedEx and ship them back in so I don't have to go to the store. Or. I'm trying to find the loophole. <laughs> yeah. Is it 10 things you don't need? Um, oh, it is 10 things you don't need. Dang. Because I was going to say, if it's like you have donate. to Donate. Ah. I could donate them. Look at go. Look at my charitable self. Yeah. You always buy the one thing you need <laughs> and like nine cans of beans. And True. Or donate. nine cans of cat food. Nine cans of cat food. For the outdoor cats that there I'm taking care of. You hacked the game. You are this week's champion. Thank you. Redemption round from my who we play for. All right, you guys, that's all we have for this week's episode of Courtside Club. Thanks for hanging out with me here in my hotel room in Charlotte. Next week's episode will be back in action from my home studio in Texas. So make sure that you thumbs up this video and subscribe because we upload new videos every single week. And I'll see you next time. Bye.